Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the Femi Pod for episode number 82. I am here with Est and we are back this week to catch up, chat about what we've been up to lately, and then dive into how you can build confidence in yourself as a runner. We know that a big part of being a runner is having confidence to know you are a runner. So we are here to instill that confidence into you. But before we do so, let's catch up. Est, welcome back to the pod. We missed you last week. How are you in house training? I'm good, thanks. I am in the same room with Liz today, which is nice. She's back in Tauranga um, and the sun is shining, so that's good. Yeah, I feel good. I am really late luteal, so I feel like my period should be coming through the door any day, but I almost don't have that many symptoms, which is weird. Um, I've had a little bit of odd cycles lately as Liz lids nose and I think it's um coming from stress so yeah just like trying to be mindful and eat lots of food and um just be smart and hopefully it goes back to normal um but so lucky that we have that sign each month to show us if potentially we're not really caring for our bodies enough so that's good uh running is going good I meant to be running a 10k this weekend, um, but I was saying to Liz before, I just don't really feel like it that much. So <laughs> we'll see how I go. I still haven't entered. Um, you're able to enter up on the day, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I just am not sure if I want to do it or not. So I'm going to decide soon. Um, but yeah, running is going good. I feel like I've had cons- consistent training, which is nice. I had an epic fall the other day. Um running around an estuary in Tauranga. I like tripped on this thing and just went flat on the ground and <laughs> have scratches everywhere. Um, so that was funny, but painful. And yeah, I just feel like I am continuing to build and slowly but surely, hopefully it'll click and things will come together. Um, but yeah, enjoying it. And I started a new strength training program, so I'm excited for that. But I was so sore yesterday. <laughs> following that I feel like I do the same thing in the gym every time I go so like doing something different is very painful um but yeah I'm good how are you Liz uh yeah I'm good too I was gonna ask are you still sore from the gym a medium sore yeah like it's manageable now but yesterday I was like oh shit when you when you get out of bed and you walk around you're just like oh right in the glutes though so I was happy with that (laughs) yeah it's a nice feeling um yeah I'm good like Things have been pretty wild lately. I've been on the road for a few weeks. I feel like I say this every time I come on the podcast because I've really been traveling for about 18 months. But um, recently I've literally been living in hotel rooms. But all good things. Like I spent a week in Sydney with the World Cup over there and um, had been some really fun activations going on with Nike and that was awesome to be over there amongst the energy. Like it was just a crazy week. It was really quite surreal to be there amongst so much energy around women's sport like it did feel very just unique like I've never really been in that position before there's so many people hyped about women playing sport which is so so cool cool. um of course like 
I'm now a Kiwi Aussie and I do, <laughs> unfortunately for the Kiwis, I celebrate and represent Australia when I can. And it was so cool to be there with the Matildas doing so well. And it was, um, you know, awesome to see them get through to come forth in the, the World Cup, I think, seeing that game and seeing how disheartened they were when they didn't get third, you know, I, I just feel for them. I'm like, I just want you to be proud of yourselves, women. Like, you've done so much for the country and for women's sport that, like, they should be so proud and not disheartened. Like, fourth is so amazing. But, yeah, it was really cool. Um, but things have been pretty wild. So my running has kind of been on the back burner recently. I've definitely been still training, but it's really been based around what I can get in each day based on where I'm traveling to, what work commitments I have going on, how much stress I'm under. Um, so I've just been trying to run to do what feels right for me and what makes me feel good and not put pressure on myself to be like hitting certain Ks or distances or trying to complete particular workouts. I really want to, you know, train towards races, but right now I know it's just not really the time to be doing it. So if a race pops up like the half marathon this weekend that I might jump into, um alongside you yes if, well if you do it i'll do it so <laughs> there's the deciding <laughs> let's decide tomorrow i okay. think the day before is better than the morning off so yeah we'll make the call tomorrow whether we decide to race or not yes we're recording this podcast the day before it goes <laughs> live um <As> per. <laughs> but yeah it's um you know i'm enjoying training i'm enjoying running i really over the last 10 years look back on my relationship with running and I've always put a lot of pressure on myself to be executing particular sessions and training blocks and weeks of Ks and it's taken me a long time to get to this point to like look back and just be like I'm really proud of what I've achieved in my running and I definitely want to still like run fast and achieve more but I'm also like trying to be super like realistic with where I'm at and with work and everything else going on with my family and whatnot I just I just know like putting that pressure on myself right now is probably the worst thing I can do not only for my mental and physical health but also for my relationship with running like I really want to protect that and make sure I'm always like enjoying the sport and not hating it and right now I am enjoying it because I'm like yeah just enjoying running for what it can do for me right now and make me feel good and set my days up well, like that's the main point for me to run right now is like just go for a run and set your mind up to be in a really good place to go into the day because the days are so busy at the moment. But yeah. yeah. I love that. I feel like, yeah, you have to be realistic with how much is going on in your life apart from running. And I think sometimes people just push through regardless of like what's going on in their life outside of sport. And so you end up digging yourself a hole and like, yeah, pushing yourself when probably shouldn't be pushing as hard um I also think it's interesting like I was listening to this podcast the other day and when you talked about like the tellies coming forth and how they were so disappointed like I think when I think of it and I also talked to someone yesterday who works at high performance sport New Zealand and we were just talking about how like the entire high performance system is like built on like medals and placing and so it's like how do you actually take away that expectation and like still be happy with your performance like regardless of the result and it can I I would say in those environments it would be so hard because it's literally like the further you get is highly likely the more money and support and scholarship and and those sort of things that you'll get so it's like I don't know how people 
you know, distinguish that and still feel really proud of themselves. But like you said, that's like the whole country was so proud of them, which is awesome. But high performance sport is hard. It's bloody ruthless. And like the pressure on them is insane. I know. I was also speaking to someone last week who is a coach in the NCAA system and like that is very similar to the high performance system that you get scholarships into colleges because of your performance and where you're at as an athlete. Yet for we know for a lot of females, they shouldn't be peaking when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. But that's literally how they get into these colleges is through the athletic ability and their performance. So you want to be training as hard as you can and performing as well as you can at that age to get there. But we know it's so bad for you to be doing that. Like you have mm. so much you know, time to reach your potential in running. But these young girls are like being forced to like perform at their absolute best at such a young age that it's unsustainable and you see so many of them fall out of that system because of it. So yeah, it's a hard one. It's ruthless. It's crazy. Like, and to think it's all like built around men because men peak like quite young versus women. So it's like built on the system where like men are like cook in this linear progression through puberty and just getting stronger and better and faster women are like getting stronger and better then they go through puberty and like dip down unless they like put puberty off which is why I did um and then suffer later on but like yeah it's like you're trying to be the best at an age that like you just shouldn't be you yeah. know like it's women are better at running at least in their late 20s and early 30s like that's when they sort of peak you know so it's like completely wrong uh, the system for women especially yes definitely and like how can how can we change that <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's like yeah. you know, reward these women for being like really healthy and sustainable and taking a really holistic approach to their training with a performance that's still good but not great knowing that the great performance is going to come later but yeah it's a very hard system to change and I think performance and numbers unfortunately are going to probably continue to lead the way in giving people opportunities which is hard mm. that is not what we're here to talk about today <laughs> it's a bit of a tangent um but an interesting one and one that we can dive deeper into in a future episode but today we really wanted to talk about building confidence in yourself as a runner as we said at the start of the podcast, we know that being a runner, a big part of being a runner is having confidence in yourself, but also you gain so much confidence from the sport of running as well. So we're here to build the confidence in all of you to believe that you are a runner and you're a worthy runner of the distances and, and performances that you want to chase. But there's so many different ways that that kind of confidence can come through your running. Um, you know. I think for me, I was stuck in so many traps when I was younger of comparison. And we've talked about this a lot of just like comparing myself to other people, especially when I started running marathons, thinking I didn't deserve to be there. I didn't look like a traditional marathoner. Um, now we know, you know, there is no such thing as like a, a running body or a marathon body. Like everyone looks different. But, you know, back then I was very much stuck in that and I lost a lot of confidence in myself because of the people around me, the way they spoke to me about the way I looked. And I just wish I could go back and tell myself that, you know, I didn't need to look a particular way. I was a runner. I was doing the work. I was worthy of being on those marathon start lines. But uh, it definitely took time for me to go through that journey. And I know you used to have been through similar stuff, but we're here to kind of give you the lessons that we learned 
in our running careers so hopefully you can take them and not go through maybe some of the things we went through and just like continue to enjoy the sport of running Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah totally relate I think so hard when you're hearing all these things from people about like the way a runner should look and like we literally had that said to us multiple years by people calling us out about our bodies and our body shape and um took action that ended up making us run worse so it just proves like that's just not true and it's not worth it um but like I'm not here saying that I don't still have those thoughts like I still look at myself some days and be like oh I don't have you know the body of a runner and then but I have the awareness now and understanding to like reframe it and like tell myself that I do um because I run and that's why I have a runner's body um but yeah it's still something that we both battle with on the daily right or maybe not on the daily but often definitely yeah I guess the first step to building confidence in yourself as a runner is the acceptance that you are a runner if you run you're a runner we hear this all the time and so many people that I speak to I'm like oh do you run and they're like oh no no I'm not a runner I just like maybe go for a run two or three times a week and I'm like how do you not consider yourself a runner when you're out there running even if you're running once a week or once a month you're still running so you're a runner and it's funny like what actually does define a runner you know like I don't think there's any particular definition of what a runner is or what you have to do to be considered a runner but there's definitely like um barriers that people see around them to have the confidence to stand up and say I am a runner why do you think that is yes oh definitely like expectations around like time and certain performances like I would say that's probably like the leading factor in someone thinking they're not a runner like if they're running you know x time then they're definitely a runner but if they're running y time then they're not um so I think yeah like expectations around the level of running that you're doing and how fast you're moving um impacts whether you believe it or not but I'm sure there's many factors involved but I remember reading this study about like beginner runners and how like the faster you can consider yourself a runner the more likely you are to stick to it because if there's some like piece of your identity um rooted in something you're way more likely to continue doing it and like creating a habit around it um so if you're listening and you don't consider yourself a runner but you like running start considering yourself one because you're likely to stick to running more um which is quite cool I just think like anyone who literally goes out and goes for a walk run if you are running in that walk like you're a runner because you're running like it's as simple as that it doesn't matter what what you run how far you run how often you run like if you run you are a runner um but yeah I would definitely say like the time expectations had a lot to do with it and like maybe the frequency as well like how often you're running a week um definitely yeah and the way you look unfortunately I think people think I don't look like in quotation marks look like a runner um but you know what does it even look like it's I think we've been um brought up in this world where you see elite athletes on tv I wouldn't say athletics is on tv very often unfortunately but when you do see them they have this like kind of particular body type and we've talked about it a lot in the past but and we spoke about it with Annie last week actually but like you're seeing these elite top athletes who are you know probably in the 0.1 percent in the world and they're performing at their absolute peak where they are super lean and have a particular body type but like 
that is one type of runner. There are so many different types of runners out there. And yeah, we might be all different and look all different, but we put one foot in front of the other and we all run, you know? So like S said, like words are really powerful. Like accept that you're a runner and say, I am a runner, no matter what level runner you are, because the sooner that you accept that and the sooner that you can, you know, like somewhat identify as a runner, you can be confident in yourself to continue to stick with the sport and set goals and and get excited about what being a runner really looks like you know Mm -hmm. I love that so yes that's your call to action tell yourself you are a runner um this week and get out there and put one foot in front of the other like that said um I think another one is like we kind of just touched on it then like especially about like time expectations but like removing expectations in your running I think like whether that be not running with a watch or um, just running from lamppost to the next lamppost and then walking and doing that 20 times. Like those, that is running. Like it's not, you don't have to record it and put it on Strava for it to have happened. Like you have been running. So the other thing about like removing expectations is that it's just so freeing because you put so much effort into something. Like if you're training for a marathon or a half marathon and like, it's the be all and end all that you reach that goal. And it's just so, that's so toxic because like chances are there is there is a high chance that you may not run exactly what you want on the day. There's so many things that have to align for you to have a great day running, to feel awesome and to get goals. And that's the beauty of goals. Like you're not going to get them every single time, but you keep working away because you have the belief in the back of your mind that you can actually run that. And that's the, I was, um, watching some YouTube video about like this Japanese runner and he I think he tried like 10 different times to run this marathon time but he never got sad after when he didn't do it because he knew that he would do it eventually like he knew that things would click on one day and it would all work and I think like if you've got a race coming up try to think that as much as possible you know like you want to do it believe in yourself that you can do it but in the back of your mind, know that there's chances that it may not work that day. Like you might have stomach issues or things might happen and that's just life. But it doesn't mean that you haven't put in so much work to get there, you know, shown all the attributes of a runner, determination, commitment, all the things that make someone a runner. You've still done all that. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do recently because I know that I obviously had a lot of time off with long COVID and I've been racing you know, a few 10Ks and yeah, maybe I didn't run the times that I wanted. Like, I think in my mind, I'm like, I know I can run better than that. But like the old me would have got really sad and like probably had a cry and felt shit about myself. But like, I just can't be bothered doing that anymore because I know that one day soon it'll like click and things will work well and I'll feel good. Um, it's just a matter of time and patience. And like, that's why running is, is, is challenging, but also beautiful because it's like, few and far between you have those races where it's like that was freaking awesome and I felt amazing um and then some of them just don't work out and that's fine Mm, I feel that so hard to definitely with the marathon I've run the like within minutes of the same time for the last six seven years ever since I started running marathons I've pretty much run between 238 and 240 every time but like I know that I can run faster than that I know deep down that like 
I've got a way faster marathon in me. So every I've had one episode where I was like, had a lot of pressure and expectation to be qualifying. And that's why I wanted to run a time. I wanted to try to qualify for the um, world champs. And that was like really challenging for me because I had a lot of pressure and expectation on myself. But all the other times I've kind of just been like, well, that's cool. That's just another one under the belt. And like, it's, I guess, a race closer to be running the time that I really want to be and know that I can be running. So I so feel that too. I think it's, um, yeah, removing those expectations and just like enjoying the journey as cliche as that sounds, like really just like focusing on your journey um, and gaining confidence in every single training run you do, every single race you do, even in, even every single rest day you have, you know, like you are making progress and gains in your running journey. And so that's really cool to like focus on that and just enjoy it and um and build that confidence and those yeah set set realistic goals I think is a really important one like I know um myself I'm very ambitious um and I love like setting challenging goals but I also want my goals to be realistic because as we've said before if you don't believe that you can achieve that goal there's no point in setting it and if you're setting a goal it should be because you can like deep down 100% believe that you can get to it and so setting realistic goals is like one way to have that confidence in yourself to sit there and be like whether you're training towards a distance or a race or whatever that might look like for you sit there at the start of that training journey and say in 18 or 16 weeks time whatever that time frame looks like I believe I can do this and I know this is like realistically achievable for me to do Um, and then that will just give you the confidence to get through the training as well and hopefully enjoy it. I know like for a lot of beginner runners there's this like concept and idea of like having to run 5k's or having to run 10k's Um, but like even just removing those distances as a beginner I think is really important to have confidence to say you're a runner um, because you know, you can remove those barriers of like, I've got to get to this time in a certain amount of time or distance in a certain amount of time. Um, and then you're probably going to be putting your health and your body on the line to get there. And it's just an unsustainable way to approach it. So um, removing removing those expectations, set realistic goals is a really good way to step towards being a confident runner as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess the next thing which we've talk, talked about already is like really focusing on your progress um, in terms of how you feel in your training and really steering clear of your numbers or indefinitely what you look like. I think there's a time to look at your numbers and your data and see the progress that you're making towards a goal or a race if that's what you're training for. But 100% never ever look at what you look like or focus on what you look like when you're like considering yourself a runner or trying to build confidence in yourself as a runner I don't know how many times we can say it but like running is never about what you look like it is really about how you feel so really focusing your progress and how you feel and maybe that's like day to day um how did I feel at the start of the run how did I feel at the end of the run um I feel really you know proud of myself that I got through that run or I feel really accomplished that I achieved that distance um versus you know what were my stats and my data and um you know, yeah focusing on I guess the numbers so always think about your progress about um in terms of how you feel versus anything else definitely yeah that's such a such a key one I think if you're basing your 
running on how you look or like losing weight or something like that it's just we know it's not sustainable because it's not really I don't know there's not a lot of positives that come out of it um and it's not something that's sustainable and long term whereas if you're focusing on how it makes you feel because most of the time running makes you feel pretty good um then you're going to be able to come back again and again and again and create that consistency and I think that's another thing to really help build confidence as a runner is to instead of you know focusing on how you look or maybe your success or your perceived success of yourself is in how you look, you can change that around and base success on consistency and the journey. I think kind of Liz touched on it before, but like if you're showing up, you know, day in, day out and doing the right things to, you know, be a runner and help yourself progress, um, which also includes listening to your body and taking days off, like that is where success comes from because running is like, year on year on year sport it's not like you can get really good in six months like it takes a lot of time and consistency and work to sort of achieve those um you know like long-term goals and and really um I guess see the best out of yourself as a runner it takes a very long time um and it's all about consistency so showing up um day in day out and like I said that also means like listening to your body I think that's so important because it's not like being consistent means you should push through when you're not feeling it like no that means taking the day off and that's consistency because you listen to your body you did the right thing for yourself consistently day in day out um so if you can reframe you know if you're heading into a race instead of thinking about oh I need to run this time I need to run this like that's where my success will come from look back at your journey and be like look at how far I've come in this build up to this race like I ran this March, I put so much effort into it. I was dedicated and I cared for my body in that journey. Like that's success. It's not really the times or, you know, where you come. It's really about um, creating like healthy discipline and like caring for yourself over and over again. So I think like that's a massive one for confidence as well. Because if you can reframe what you see as success, and you can put it in something that you can control, which is, you know, what the actions you take day to day. It's so much more positive than putting it into one moment in time on one race day where everything has to align um, really well. So, yeah, it's just a much easier way to feel confident in yourself if you can think of the journey and the consistency is something that you base your success on instead. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly where I am right now, you know, and like I'm like, cool, I'm not running the case that I would usually run if I was in like a big training block, but I am getting up every day and moving my body and like I'm really proud that I can do that and so stoked that my body is healthy enough to do that Um, versus like, oh, I've got to hit, you know, X amount of Ks this week and work towards this race. It's like those things are nice, but if at the end of the day, the only thing I could have was consistency I would take that you know over mm. anything else because to be able to move your body in a purposeful way every day and get the benefits of it and your for your mental health that's like we're so privileged and lucky to have that mm-hmm. and just going back to the um you know the approach that a lot of people I have seen take to their running journey which is like stepping into running because they want to lose weight or look a particular way I just want to say like I love seeing those people who approach running that way and it's really about what they look like it's not what how you should approach running at all but I see these people come into the sport because of the aesthetics and then over time you see them just like fall in love with running 
so far away from what they look like and it's so it's so not about their appearance and you see them just getting like completely hooked by the sport and in love with it and then they just build this relationship with their body which is not about their appearance at all and it's about what their body is able to achieve through running you know and like what they can actually do with their body versus what it looks like and it's just a beautiful journey to sit back and watch um and I think a lot of people got into running throughout COVID and a lot of it was about you know because they're stuck at home and also for their mental health but I know for a fact a lot of people said they started running because of they wanted to lose weight and like I do not encourage it at all but I do love seeing people evolve with their running and soon realize that there's like so much more that running can do for you um that then just like mold your body or lose weight or whatever that fluff is <laughs> it's not what you should be focusing on at all definitely not I love seeing yeah people catch the running bug it's the cutest thing ever it's a beautiful journey to watch yeah yeah and then I guess the last thing for building confidence in yourself as a woman runner and as someone who menstruates is tracking your menstrual cycle and really understanding your body. There is so much goodness that comes from understanding what is going on internally and what your body is actually doing and the changes that it's going through cycle to cycle or month to month. And, you know, by understanding that and knowing actually what's going on and why you feel particular ways throughout the month and how you can adapt your training to the way that you feel. It just builds so much confidence in yourself. Like for me and yes, when we went through this and learned this about ourselves, like the, the yes, our performance increased, but like the most amazing thing that happened was like we built um, a really confident relationship with our bodies. And yes, as I said, we still have days, like there's definitely still times where we like, you know, have challenges with our relationship with our body but by knowing why you feel not so great on some days and fantastic on other days and why you can execute certain paces on some days and not on others like you're just so much more compassionate with yourself and we will say that over and over like you are so much kinder to yourself you aren't beating yourself up and mostly you aren't losing confidence in yourself on those more challenging days and like that's why we exist at Femi is to like teach women about these changes that are going on and let you all know that it is okay to feel like that on particular days don't lose confidence in yourself like it is normal to feel like that where in the past we just didn't have that education we none of us knew anything about our bodies and I would beat myself up all the time I would restrict my diet I would train harder I would you know force myself to do things that weren't good for my health at all and um affected my performance in the long run anyway so yeah the the understanding your body and tracking your menstrual cycle is honestly one of the best things I've done to build confidence in myself yeah definitely it blows my mind that it's taken so long like it's just I guess the way of the world but like yeah I'm like there's so many things happening in my body how did I not consider this as impacting me <laughs> you know like for so long your hormones literally are going like up and down every single day and like you know progesterone in the second half of your cycle like goes so high versus estrogen like of course you're going to feel different to the first half of your cycle and then they both take this massive plummet right before your period so yes you may feel a bit more tired or you may feel a little bit irritable like it's literally 
what is happening inside your body. And I just think for so long we were like, well, something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I do these things? Um, why can't I push myself on these days? Or, you know, it's just, and then, yeah, like you said, Liz, you beat yourself up about it because it's not what you want because you don't actually know what's happening inside your body. So it's just so empowering to feel like you have a level of understanding um, and somewhat more control, I think, because you can take action around those days. You can target your training around your menstrual cycle. You can target your nutrition. Like you can do a lot of things to level those changes out, but also like make the most of them as well. Um, and yeah, train your hardest when your body's going to react that and in the best way. Um, but yeah, so powerful. And like let's said, I think that's probably the biggest thing that's built our confidence over the last five years is understanding our bodies more um, and having more compassion for our bodies. 100%. And I guess the last thing, and we've talked about this also plenty of times before, but it's like the comparison game. It's never going to benefit you and it's never going to build confidence in you as a runner. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Know the journey that you are on and really just focus on what is right for you again understand your body and execute the training that is appropriate for where you're at in your journey as well as for your body and your menstrual cycle but also just like if you find yourself on social media looking at other female runners or woman runners and comparing yourself to them just stop that it's not doing you any great like if it's inspiring you to go out training um then awesome but if you find yourself being like I need to look like that or train like that or do what they're doing or wear what they're wearing just stop <laughs> and um, honestly your confidence will grow so much more if you're really just focusing on yourself mm -hmm. yeah I love it and fill your feeds with different types of bodies I think that's key as well like if you only follow elite athletes that look a certain way um, you're going to think that that's the way a runner should look so like yeah I love finding like different body shapes different um yeah just different perspectives of what an athlete can be um I think that's so powerful because you see that there's so many different body shapes and sizes and the way that we look um and they're still performing at an awesome level and doing great things for themselves so I think yeah filling your feed with what inspires you but keeps keeps you level is super important absolutely Wow, I think that is it from us today. Uh, we're excited for you to listen to this episode. Hopefully you've taken something away from it. If you want to give us some feedback or send us any questions, you can get at us on Instagram at femi.co or you can head to our website, femi.co as well. But Esther and I will be back next week with a very special guest. So tune in for that one. And nice to have you back, Esther. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. See ya.